1: They think
2: I'm part of the writing, and I want to be like, nope, I have nothing to do with that man's thoughts. I only talk on TV. Yeah,
1: you have never written an article for PFT, as no, far as I can tell, you can't write. Right, <laughs> I can't write, I'm just Because as <laughs> far as I can tell, you can't
2: Oh, baby, what an asshole he is, Florio says, I can't write. What are you, how dare you question my Jersey and Texas edumacation? Okay, I am very, very smart, all right? How dare you? What's up? You know it's a podcast. It's Chris Sims on Button, PFTPM Collaboration, and you know it's a podcast when this the Pittsburgh Penguins zip up comes out. Oh, it's that's right, podcast baby. casual time. I don't know if he's wearing pants or not, but that's the beauty of nope. him being at home nope. in his garage. Damn. Bareball nope. it with the Pittsburgh Penguins zip up. That would be
1: a look. It would, social media would go on fire. If you want to give us a shot, okay? All right, you nope. good? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, didn't we just do this earlier? You know, we did the joint collaboration every thursday during the season and i got used to it we've been out of practice for a while i had no desire to do this i had to be talked into it wow thanks thanks a lot Dick face. I mean, yeah, well, I, I didn't have to be
2: talked into doing it. I actually wanted to do it. All right. Uh, but yeah, we got a good one today, though. We are we're going to hit everything free agent wise. Just, you know, thoughts, players, where teams are at. Have a little fun with all of this. Good discussions. Uh, so we're going to hit all of that today. That'll be fun. And then, um, you know, that'll be I'll be done with you for a while. You won't have to podcast with me for a while. And just to look for, forward for the rest of my next week. Uh, and you you explain what you guys going on PFTPM, but tomorrow, Wednesday, I got my X's and O's edition podcast with Paul Burmeister. We're going to break down Cole Komet and Jalen Hurts a little bit. And then Thursday, I got the big fucker on. I got Josh Norris's fantasy draft and just a few other things, news and notes wise around the NFL, but that's my podcast schedule for the rest of the week. And what do you got on PFTPM?
1: I don't know. I haven't really thought that far ahead yet. I'm just going day to day, hour by hour, because if you haven't noticed, the world's gone nuts. So I'm just trying to survive. My goal for the week: survival, survival, and have enough toilet paper. Okay, well, what do you mean? Well, why wouldn't you have enough toilet
2: paper? What's how is that an issue? Don't,
1: don't you realize that part of the part of the corona, for whatever reason, the coronavirus uh, frenzy has caused people to buy all the toilet paper? I, I
2: I did see that. Yes, I I saw that, but I didn't I didn't realize it was like such a nationwide thing. I saw how some supermarkets, yes. but yes, I don't. Okay, sure, whatever yeah. people want to do. If that's I, I, you
1: know what I may I may just I, I mean just install a bidet. Maybe I'll just do that.
2: Yeah. Uh, you you don't have a bidet? No. I have a bidet in my new house. I've yet I mean I used it once when I first moved I in. Don't okay? I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I just know. wanted to see yeah. what it feels like, how it worked and all that. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun, but okay, baby, it's on to free agency. We'll talk about bidets later, all right? Uh, we'll talk about bidets on another bidet. On another bidet, but we got, of course, the big news of free agency. It's,
1: it is good to know, though, that you have self bidayed yourself. Oh, I that have. Is good I've
2: self-bidated myself, and, well, forget it. I'm not even going to get into this conversation, <laughs> okay? Go. Free Let's agent go. quarterbacks, that's the news of football right now. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about, and, of course, we know it's time. Tom Brady, who leads the pack here as far as where does he go? Does he stay or does he go? Does he stay or does he he go? You think he's going? All right,
1: Joe Strummer. I think he's going. (laughs) I think if he was going to stay, we would know it by now. Just like we know Drew Brees is staying with the Patriots. I mean, with the Saints, rather. That would be a story if Drew Brees is with the (laughs) Patriots. Yes, I just I feel like he's going. I feel like he's going. Why let it? Play out this long if you're staying. Why do that? Because I think the uncertainty does a certain amount of damage to the relationship. Just make it known you're staying if you're going to stay. And I think with each passing hour, it becomes more likely that you leave. That's just my that's my gut feeling. Yeah. I have no information. Nobody knows anything. As Tom Brady said himself, nobody knows. No, and I don't know. But I know this. Unlike Drew Brees, there's a sense he may leave. Right. And I think... I just think right now he is. Yeah, and I kind well, and and I kind of want him to. So I can't separate that feeling. I'm rooting for him to leave because I think it makes for a better story. And, and that may be clouding my judgment that I think he's going to leave because I acknowledge I want him to leave. Well, okay, I think he'll stay. I, you know, I do think he'll stay. I do think
2: that he is entertaining the possibility of leaving, okay? Uh, I do I do, like, agree with some of what you're saying. But the other reason I think you haven't heard of, like, him just going, hey, I'm staying or doing that, because I don't know if he knows exactly – how serious the teams are that are going to pursue him you know first off let's just be clear here like yeah we don't know where he's going but we have a lot of signals and signs that say Tennessee Titans and 49ers and as we've talked about a lot over the last week no one seems to want to shoot them down Most teams would shoot these type of conversations down if they felt like it got too serious and they were not interested in it. The 49ers certainly could come out and say, Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy. They haven't done that. Crickets. We talked about Adam Schefter. Crickets. I mean, he's very entrenched with Tom Brady and the Shanahan family.
1: We've heard nothing. So for me... And Don Yee. He was going to be involved in that Football League that Don Yee is still trying to put together, right. Pacific Pro Football League. And then ESPN had to basically tell him you're not doing that. So there's relationships all around there for him to know what's going on. So he could at least chime in on whether the chatter is true or false. And he said, as you pointed out, nothing. Yes, nothing. So those to me are little context clues that I think you and I have
2: successfully connected dots through our lifetime. And those things have ended up being true. Also, what I find rare about the Tennessee Titan thing, of course, there's a need. And also, Cricket's not only about the Brady situation, but Ryan Tannehill as well, who I think plays into this. And we haven't heard one rumor or inkling or anything about a conversation with the Titans and Tannehill's people were a number floated out there as far as money is concerned. So all those things lead me to believe that it is very real. I'm just ultimately going to say Brady goes back to New England and Florio, you're saying he goes out the door. Okay. So if you're saying I think go- he goes to San Francisco. Okay. I think he goes to San your team? Francisco. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do.
1: Yeah. Because I, I think that I, – and I don't know who who made this argument, but I kind of buy the idea that – the Titans are using their Brady interest to try to leverage Ryan Tannehill. I get that. And I don't know if it's going to work, but I I don't think Brady to Nashville makes sense. I think Brady to San Francisco makes a ton of sense. Goes back home with the team that was the number one seed last year, upgrades at quarterback, and uh, they try to get back to the Super Bowl and win it this year.
2: Now, okay, just for funsies here, okay, because I'm with you. I think ultimately it will come down to the 49ers and the Patriots too. If – if the, if the Patriots lose Tom Brady, where do you think Ryan Tannehill ends up? If you had to choose between New England and Tennessee, where do you think he would end up? I, I don't know. I have no inside info on this either, but I would think Ryan Tannehill would fit really what... The, the, the I think New England would welcome him and want him. And of course, you wouldn't have to trade for him like they would maybe an Andy Dalton or something like that.
1: I vaguely recall something about A fractured relationship between Bill Belichick and Tom Condon, who represents Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you're right. It dates back to Ben Watson. Remember when Ben Watson was a rookie and they were trying to ram a six-year deal down his throat because some teams insisted on six-year deals for first-round picks at the time. And Condon quit. He fired Ben Watson. He's not putting his name on a six-year first-round contract at that level. At that, you know, he was in the twenties. And and I, I is is there? I don't know. You would know better than me because you were there, there in 2012, and you'd have heard them bitching about Tom Condon. Um, but but that would be a factor, wouldn't it? In Ryan Tannehill going to New England, very much, very much. He is
2: the CAA. You're right. You know, I I, I don't know how that works either. No, but you're right. I I know that too. I know it to be very true. Uh, and Tom represented me as well, so I know there was some little. Uh, issue there between Tom and New England or Tom and Bill Belichick, whatever it may be. All right, so here's the next thing. Let me, let me hear your thought on this. Do you think Brady's the first free agent domino at the quarterback position to fall? Or do you think somebody else happens first? Do you think I tend to think Brady will be the first one to go? Like we talked about in the show today, I think he's going to realize I need to get on this first so I can give a team, hey, I'm coming and they can build appropriately around me. I think he'll be one of those that will be rumored and will hear
1: about it during the legal tampering period. Yeah, but my guess would be that Ryan Tannehill and the Titans work out some kind of a short term deal because here's what'll happen. Before we even get to the legal tampering window, Condon will know what's out there for Tannehill. Right. And I just think that I think that if he's not going to go to New England, if there isn't another team that's rushing to get him, then uh then I, I think they work something out to say put. But here's the other wrinkle here, Chris, that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. The NFL has now moved the tag deadline until 11.59 and 59 seconds a.m. Eastern time on Monday, the 16th of March, one second before the legal tampering period opens. So it's not like people are going to know who is and isn't tagged because the tags can be applied right up until then. Because there may be teams waiting to see whether or not Ryan Tannehill or Jameis Winston get tagged. We're not going to know until a second before you can talk to the guys about possibly signing contracts. So that's going to create a different dynamic. And and so, I, but, I, but if anybody signs before Brady or agrees to terms before Brady, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill um, uh, because obviously Brady can't sign with anyone until Wednesday the 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern. It could be Tannehill signs his contract with Tennessee before then because he can at any time.
2: Yeah, well, I would say those are the two guys I would look at to be the first two on the list. I, do, I, I think the Brady domino is very real. Uh, I do think that will set the market a little bit. I do because I just think if he signs with Tennessee, I think that'll be a ripple 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 effect for not only him, but maybe even for a Philip Rivers and, you know, so on. So there's a lot of things going there, but I'm with you. I think I'm going to go Brady, but I hear you with the Tannehill thing. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay. Anybody else that jumps to your mind before we just move on there?
1: No, I think those are the ones. I mean, I'm looking at these other guys. Somebody would be staying put. Right. If somebody's changing teams, I think Brady is the first one to change teams for the reasons you pointed out on PFT Live, that the the team needs to know it's got him so it can market Brady to other free agents. Yes, right. Um, Okay, so now, trade-wise, there's the
2: quarterback conversation. That's another interesting curveball we got to get into here. You know, of course, there's Cam Newton and that possibility. Nick Foles, we're hearing a lot of rumors about him. Andy Dalton, the same thing. I mean, I would be shocked if Andy Dalton was with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, what, when do you think that happens during this free agency period? You think that's one of those that happens very early on? Or does teams let things shake out and then reassess and then decide and make moves for a quarterback?
1: I think Dalton's going to happen first, and that's the one I feel most strongly about happening. I think Newton would happen after that because... There's a lot of moving parts there still, and you've got to get a contract negotiated with Cam Newton to make him happy in a new city. And also, you've got to get the compensation for the Panthers that they would want. And you have to just resolve the question of whether or not he wants to be there or whether or not they even want him. I just feel like that one's more complicated. And I think with Nick Foles, that's one that could maybe simmer for a bit. I could see the Colts slow playing it if they're interested in Nick Foles, and I think they should be. Um, But you've got to work out an adjusted contract. And it's almost like a Ryan Tannehill deal where maybe the Jaguars are going to have to pay some of that money to work it out. So that feels like something that happens after the initial crush of free agency. So I'd go Dalton first, then maybe Cam, then maybe Foles. But I also think Foles is more likely to be traded than
2: Cam. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on all your thoughts there. Actually, I'm not going to disagree with anything. I w- that would be exactly how I would have put it as well. Uh, you're right, and the you know the cam, the the the, the physical, all of those things are going to delay the timeline a little bit as well. And you're there's more moving parts there. Okay, here's another one. Talk talk about quarterbacks. Like, are they guaranteed to stay where they are? Drew Brees. We know, like, right, right? We're on the same page yes. here. staying He's in He's already New said it. He's already said right. it. Right. Yep. Taysom, He's not leaving. Taysom Hill. Do you think anybody makes any sort of play for Taysom Hill?
1: Well, I think if they do, New Orleans is going to match the offer. Yeah. And so, you know, this is one of the reasons why teams don't get involved in negotiating with players who are subject to a right of first refusal because you are just doing their current teams negotiating for them for free unless unless you have a deal that you offer Taysom Hill along the lines of $15 million for one year – With an agreement that the franchise tag and transition tag won't be applied. Then if it gets matched, you've got Taysom Hill hitting the open market in 2021. You have a fair shot at him. Um, The problem is if the Saints don't match and say, we'll take your first round draft pick, then uh, you're screwed because you, you got Taysom million. Hill for one year yeah. and then he
2: hits and then he hits the open market. Right, right. Yeah. Well that 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 is always the interesting thing, right? You can find little creative things of language to make it hard for a team to match, but ultimately I just don't see anybody making a major play for Taysom Hill yet because I just think the risk is not a, the risk is higher than the reward at this point. The only one that really knows what this guy's made of and who he is is Sean Payton, you know. So I just don't see anybody even dangling that out there uh, for the repercussions you talked about. And I think ultimately, but,
1: but isn't that? I mean, isn't the fact that Sean Payton loves him enough? Sean Payton also was one of the few who loved Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, see I, what I'm I get it. I I mean, yes, you're right. I think the fear the this
2: the fear factor would be a little bit what we talked about yesterday as you bring Taysom Hill in you've given him big money right and now you know if he do, if you got to put him in at quarterback and he doesn't do well That could be the type of move that derails a front office or a head coach, head coach, and starts things on a downward path of, oh, he's stupid. How could you give a guy that only threw 15 passes that type of money? And that's where I think ultimately it's going to scare people off uh, because I don't. I think a lot of these coaches too know that they're not as smart and as good as Sean Payton to utilize Taysom Hill, and they won't necessarily get the same results that way either. So, all right, I
1: think the Vikings. I think. I think the Vikings would gladly put their first-round pick on the line to get Taysom Hill if they weren't tied up with Kirk Cousins. Ooh. I think that they would, Ooh. and I'd have no problem with it. Yeah. You know what? As a closet Vikings fan, although you've pulled me out of the closet, closet, I don't want. I don't want Tom Brady. I don't want Tom Brady, but I'd take Taysom Hill. Damn,
2: you'd take Taysom
1: Hill. Okay, there yeah. it is. The guy he took Taysom Hill
2: over. Over Kirk Cousins in the draft of quarterbacks leading up to the NFC playoffs, and Kirk Cousins won his game against Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. Remember, we left. Yeah, but Taysom Hill was the best. He was Taysom Hill was 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 the best player on the field that day. All right, and then uh,
1: okay, that's it. And then Dak Prescott, of course, we both think he's He's staying staying in Dallas. There's
2: no freaking way.
1: Hey, the only way he's not staying is if jerry jones has too much johnny walker blue then you can never have too much johnny walker blue if you're jerry jones and wakes up one day and says i've had enough of this we're trying to sign this guy we're bending over backwards he keeps saying no screw it we'll get somebody else but i think prescott's staying put yeah okay i'm with you too all right here we go speed round
2: all right speed round quarterback carousel It's up and down and around we go. Up and down and around we go. Quarterback carousel. Quarterback carousel. Speed round, Florio. No long answers. We'll hit them all. Let's do it. Okay. Go.
1: First one up. Tom Brady. Tom Tom Brady. I'm going New England Patriots. I think he stays in New England. I say he's going to end up with the San Francisco 49ers because I hope he does. I don't have any inside information. I just hope he does. All right, Ryan Tannehill, next guy up. Where do you think he ends
2: up? I think he stays in Tennessee. Okay, I'll go. I'm going to say with Tennessee Titans as well. If if I will say this, if Brady ended up in San Francisco, I think Tannehill will be in New England. But yes, as of right now, I think Brady's staying in New England. So Tanne- Tannehill in Tennessee. Famous, famous Jameis Winston.
1: Where does he end up, Mike Florio? I have no idea. I really don't. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to keep him when it's all said and done. Okay, I'm going to throw a team out. I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. If I'm the Pittsburgh
2: Steelers and I'm a team, boy, he's a great. He'd be a, he'd be the perfect backup. I think they would
1: go with. Do you it. really think Ben Roethlisberger wants Jameis Winston on the roster? Uh, I mean, Roethlisberger is better than ever. I I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, okay, I don't like it. okay, that's, that's I don't like it.
2: I, I think it's the perfect kind of thing for Jameis Winston and the Steelers. The Steelers need to sign somebody legit as a backup quarterback. They can't you trust those two shitbergs they had last year. All right, what little, are they going to pay him? What I, are they going to pay him? I don't know. I don't think the market will be that robust. I think you could pay him a maybe a, a you know twelve million dollars something like that.
1: Other then, teams then take that take that and stay in Tampa. You'd rather play. Other, You'd rather play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't okay. Like
2: it. Oh, All right. Fine. I don't care if you don't. Other team, I'm going to throw out there just for Jameis Winston too. Maybe the Chargers. Maybe they'd bring him in as a backup too. Okay. Next one up, the ex-Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers. Where do you think he ends up, Michael Florio? ESPN
1: broadcast booth. Wow. You're saying he? Is- I just don't. Okay. I don't think he's going to get the offers that. Uh, that will make him say I'm a clear-cut starting quarterback. I don't envision, and Peter King put this idea in my head last week, and I'll take it. I don't think the Colts are going to break the bank for Phillip Rivers. I don't think anybody's going to break the bank for Phillip Rivers, and I don't think Phillip Rivers is taking an offer that makes him either clearly the backup from the moment he walks through the door or potentially the backup at some point not long after he gets there to whoever the guy is they draft. So I think he's going to be at ESPN, and I think long term, here's my – fantasy scenario for monday night football philip rivers and someone for the next two years 2021 abc where whoever they get to do play-by-play and they really want al michaels and he'll not be under contract to nbc by then so i guess they could get him if they want him if unless nbc works out an extension philip rivers peyton manning and a play-by-play announcer that would be awesome that would be the closest they've ever come to dialing it back to the '70s when it was Frank Gifford, Don Meredith, and Howard Cosell. Uh, that's no way that'll work.
2: There's absolutely no fucking way that'll work. Peyton Manning and Philip Rivers in the same booth. There's not enough. They gotta. They better have 95 mics in there. They're both gonna want to talk and they'll be talking over each other.
1: No way. Too much ego in that booth. Sorry. Not gonna happen. I say there wasn't too much ego when it was Frank Gifford, Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. That's what made it great. Well,
2: it did. It did make it great. You're right. Uh, But you know, I wasn't alive during all that. So here we go. All right. Then now Phillip rivers, I'm with you. I don't think it goes to the the Indianapolis Colts. I don't, I don't see that happening. I'm going to say for playing the sake of the game, I'm going to say he ends up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go Phillip rivers, Tampa Bay
1: Buccaneers. Teddy Bridgewater. Now, say, I, if Tannehill if leaves uh, Tennessee, I think Phillip Rivers could end up there. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, to the Buccaneers. Uh, oh, well, I already put Jameis to the Buccaneers. Yeah, what that's right. I you thinking? better think this shit out, bro. I mean, what are you talking about? Teddy Teddy, B. Uh, I don't know. Who do you think? Um, oh, way to deflect in a hurry there. Patriots. It, Patriots. You're going to go I Patriots. Patriots? I'm going
2: to yep. go I'm going to say, first off, I don't think the market is going to be anywhere near starting quarterback money for Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to say Chicago Bears. I think that's where he's going to end up. If, I, if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, that's the kind of place I'd want to go. I'd, You know, oh, yo, the team's pretty good. If this guy messes up, I get in. He messes up a lot. There's a good chance I might get in. He runs. He might get hurt. I mean, that would be one I'd look at. Who's the next one
1: up? Marcus Mariota. The only team we've heard about is the Raiders, and I could see him being that Ryan Tannehill figure behind Derek Carr. If Derek Carr craps down his leg, as you like to say, then Mariota could take over. Just know when to make the switch. I just, I also, I, I wonder whether or not Mariota's personality is something that'll get John Gruden excited because he's very flatline and Gruden wants more of an ass kicker.
2: Yeah, um, I, I know. That does not seem like the right fit. I'm going to go with the Chargers for Marcus Mariota. That would be my pick number one. He backs up Tyrod Taylor. He's got a following on the West Coast, as is anyway. Maybe it works out. They take a shot in him. If he does get in there, maybe they could find their quarterback of the future. I would go Chargers 1, Raiders 2.
1: And remember, <laughs> remember five years ago, the rumor was. Chargers do a trade with the Titans to get Mariota, and send Philip Rivers to Tennessee. That never uh, happened, but uh, that
2: rumor was out there. That rumor was out there. All right. Well, we, Pete this wants to go to Andy Dalton, but he's not a free agent, and this is where I want to challenge this and go. So let's just move on. Okay. We don't know. We've exhausted. We're not even going to plug him in anywhere. Well, I, if you if you went there, I mean, yes. Then then then. Mm. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is the place I would go. I already used it up for the free agent quarterbacks, though. So that's where, you know, the the, the producer comes back to fuck you when the show starts. I didn't know that one was coming up. Okay. Thanks, producer Pete. Um, But yes, I think ultimately I would say if I had to, yes, choose anywhere, that would make a lot of sense for Andy Dalton. I think the Bears and I do think New England will be in play for him as well. Okay. All right. Good. Let's do it. All right, let's hit up let's hit up some pass rushers, all right? There's the it's to me um, one of the, Now, here's the thing. Yes. We can't
1: do a half hour on every one of these subjects. We did a half hour on quarterbacks. We I got know. a half hour left for the rest of them, so we're going to have to move faster. We will move faster. Okay, so All
2: pass right. rushers, interesting position this year. First off, there is a plethora of pass rushers available, some big-time playmakers. I mean, big-time, game-changing-type players. Okay, so you have those guys, and then what we've talked about you and I a few times here is – we have a lot that the teams that have a ton of money to spend in free agency have needs as pass for pass rushers. So I, I'm expecting a frenzy as far as money being thrown out there, everything like that, uh, as far as the defensive end market goes. And, you know, here's a here's a list there. Like, I don't even know. Do we have Eric Armstead on there on that list there? Yeah, but so like there's also those guys who I know we're not counting as a DM, but he's kind of a hybrid guy, plays defense and plays defensive tackle. So you could even throw him into that list if we had to. Here's the defensive tackles. You know, Armstead and Chris Jones at the top of that list, Mike, as you know, are two guys who could play defensive end and defensive tackle. You know, they have the size of defensive tackles, but the athleticism of of a defense end to go along with it and that's where they're special and they're going to be able to command a whole lot of money all right so let's start off with like the big ones all right the big ones I think that like lead the list all right there there's three names that jump out to me all right well let's start off with these two Chris Jones Yannick and Gakwe thoughts on both of those I think we both realize they're going to be tagged do
1: we think both will be traded or how do you think this shakes down I think Chris Jones gets tagged and works out a long-term deal. Yeah. I think Yannick Ngakwe gets tagged and traded. Yeah, uh, right. I, the, the Chiefs need Chris Jones. Chris Jones wants to stay there. It's a placeholder so they can figure out how best to do the deal. They'll see what the market does in free agency. They they need to figure out how to keep him and how to keep Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I, I think that maybe if they could work Mahomes' deal first – Then they'll know what's left over for Jones. Uh, And also, they can use the Jones uncertainty to maybe squeeze Mahomes to take less. But Ngakwe, I I would be surprised if he stays with the Jaguars. He doesn't want to be there. And we saw what happened last year, both with D. Ford and with Frank Clark. You can get a lot of compensation for a guy that you tag and trade at the pass rusher position. I think that's what the Jaguars will ultimately do.
2: Yeah, I, I agreed all the way. No way Chris Jones gets out of Kansas City. I mean, he's a draft pick of theirs. He's homegrown that way. And... You know, you you could argue the last six, seven weeks of the year when Chris Jones is healthy – You you could sit here and argue that he's, you know, other than Aaron Donald, he's in the conversation for the best defensive player in football. I mean, that's how talented he is. He's a superstar. He's a game wrecker. His stats are good and his fuck up the play stats are good, as we both know. And yes, Yannick Ngakwe, I'm with you there. I don't think there's any chance that he is with the Jacksonville Jaguars when all said and done. And then really it just becomes who is the teams that are going to have action for him. That's where it's going to be interesting. Who's a team that will be looking to trade? I mean, the Seahawks, I look at them and go, damn, they gave up Frank Frank Clark last year for a tag and trade deal to the Kansas City Chiefs. I wouldn't be shocked if they were involved with Yannick Ngakwe with the same type of thing, how they dealt Frank Clark. You know, one, Yannick Ngakwe coming from Jacksonville, that's the Seattle defensive scheme that we've talked about so much. So there's going to be familiarity there. They're going to be able to see him on film executing the things that they do defensively and go, oh, he fits. This could be our next Cliff Averill when we are making Super Bowl runs or that type of guy so uh, I would think there's plenty of action out there uh, for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe on the trade market to go with it all right I agree okay good he agrees you concur thank you for concurring I concur now tag tag yes or no is what we're gonna play here okay tag yes or no all right Shaquille Barrett Tampa Bay Buccaneers yes Tag tag all the way right Tag, get a long term deal done. I don't think there's any way he's leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You agree with that, right? Agreed. Okay. And they have a ton of money, so they should be able to, if they want to splash the pot a little bit, um, they can do that and maybe, you know, make it rain just a little bit more than the rest of the teams out there. All right. The next one that's really interesting Eric Armstead, the 49ers, not in great cap situation. DeForest Buckner contract on the horizon. Jimmy Ward. who what I would argue is in the convo for one of the best free safeties in all of football as a free agent. They have some balancing to do big time, let alone guys like Emmanuel Sanders are free on the offensive
1: side of the ball. What do you think goes down with Eric Armstead? I wouldn't tag him. I wouldn't tag him. He had a career year in his contract season. He had 10 sacks last year. Before that, he had nine sacks in four seasons combined. And he benefited from Nick Bosa and D. Ford. And I think you find somebody else who comes in and plays that position for a lot less money, and you just move forward.
2: Yeah, I I, I think I agree with you there. Um, I do think part of that conversation with Armstead, though, has to go – Along with the knowledge of what you think DeForest Buckner might ask for in contract negotiations, right? DeForest Buckner is about to hit his fifth year option year. Um, you know, I'm sure the 49ers would like to. Buckner's the better player over Armstead, but I just, you know, do the 49ers have an inkling of what DeForest Buckner White might want contract-wise? Com, you know, c- commanding there. If they feel like, oh my gosh, he's trying to be one of the two or three highest paid players at his position in all of football, then I you know, I don't know. Then, then I could see, okay, maybe they just... Hey, listen. Yeah. Maybe you let
1: both of them go, or maybe, maybe you tag and trade them. Maybe that's what they do if they have enough cap space to hold Eric Armstead temporarily. I just think that the guy who's the cornerstone of your defense long term is Nick Bosa. And you build out the other pieces around him. You can't pay market value to four linemen. They're already paying market value to D Ford. They got two more years before Nick Bosa is going to start banging on the door. They just have to be careful about what they do. And you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And I think the, the easy decision is Eric Armstead. The tougher decision is DeForest Buckner. But I think you worry about DeForest Buckner when it's time to do a contract with him. For now... Armstead, at at most, tag and trade. Otherwise, just let him walk away and get your compensatory draft pick for him next year. Yeah, I
2: think that's the, probably the route I would go. I mean, yes, and the 49ers don't have a lot of money to play with, as we know. But, uh, yeah, that's probably where I would tend to. They're, they got some tough decisions to make. There's no doubt about it, because we don't even know... As, if Tom Brady went there, and what they want to do with Jimmy Ward and all those things to go along with it. All right, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree, one of the best outside linebackers in football last year, had one of those contract years where it certainly was better than the rest of his career. Good player. We know that's special to that Pittsburgh Steelers
1: defense. Tag, yes or no? Uh, I I know uh, from watching the Steelers ever since free agency first hit, they let these guys walk away because they're confident they're going to plug somebody else in. And uh, Bud Dupree, you know he he wasn't great early on, and uh, I just it's in his career. Yeah, he's he's gotten better later, and. I would just let him go. Let him go and have faith that you're going to find a replacement. We've seen them do it over and over and over again with pass rushers.
2: Yeah, I, they do have an eye for it, as we, we've we talked about it a lot. They are phenomenal at finding those big physical freaks there. I'm still not going to put it out of the realm of possibilities. they find some way to get a long-term deal done or something before the franchise tag deadline. I do think it's a player they really want to keep, but the Steelers are another one of those teams that – you know they're in a tough spot. It's just I, I don't I don't know how they could do it. They're gonna if they do franchise tag them. I mean the Steelers as of right now are over the salary cap, so I just don't know how they would pull
1: that off. They'd have to do some serious juggling yeah. uh, within their and, roster. And look, Chris, he's another one of these guys that had a huge year in a contract year: four sacks, four and a half, six sacks, five and a half, and then eleven and a half last year. I, look, you, you just got to have faith. That you that you have guys behind him who can get it done, or you can go find somebody else uh, for a cheaper rate that you can plug into that defense and can be just as effective. Yep. Okay. Dante Fowler.
2: Dante Fowler. Los Angeles Rams. They got some issues. I mean, Michael Brockers is a free agent. We know that he's gone. See you later. They Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they traded the farm to get him. At some point, they're going to have to pay him this off season. Uh, I would think, or at least going into the season, at some point. What do you think happens with Dante Fowler Jr.
1: Well, he had 11 and a half sacks last year in a contract year. Now he didn't do much in 2018 after he was traded. Yeah, you know, and the reason they traded for him is they weren't happy with Indomicon Sue as an outside pass rusher, so they wanted to beef it up. And they initially wanted to get Jerry Hughes. They couldn't work out the deal with the Bills, so they went after Fowler. 11 and a half sacks. Uh, look, franchise tag. I don't think happens and somebody's going to overpay him on the open market because they're going to be infatuated by what he did last year, even though it may be fool's gold and he's not going to be that guy if you get him on your roster in 2021 or 2020 rather. Yeah, I, I agree. I
2: mean, I just, I don't think you can franchise him. you know, whether you want to say outside linebacker DN, we're talking about allotting what 15 to $18 million, right? Somewhere in that range. If you're going to franchise him again, the Rams not in great salary cap position, not horrible. Um, but I, I'm with you. You know these these tend to be guys that do get overpaid on the open market. I just wonder, you know, the Rams. I just wonder, you know. Again, I think this would be somebody they're going to try to find some sort of long term deal with that works best for both. But I, I don't know if I could come to terms with. Giving a guy can you would you give Dante Fowler like D Ford type of money, right? Seventeen million a year, that type of money. Would you do that, Mike Floria? I think that's that's the big question. He's very similar to D Ford. Had some knee issues, you know, has had all that too to go along with it. Um, do you want to pay him that long term money and, and maybe risk, you know, him being banged up a little bit?
1: Uh I, I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay him long-term money. I'd just let him go. Chalk it up, let him go. They're going to have to draft and develop, guys. They got too much money invested in stars. The bills are, are coming due from their decision a couple of years ago to go out there and acquire a bunch of stars. Now, this one happened during the season, and again, it was necessitated by Ndamukong Sue not being what they thought he was going to be as a pass rusher. But they're just going to have to hope that they can get younger players, cheaper players to do the things they need to do, and they need to accept the fact that if they pay Fowler – He may not be putting up 11 and a half sacks a year.
2: Yeah, I I get you. I I think Bud Dupree, Dante Fowler Jr. are two guys that you're right. I think are going to get overpaid on the open market again, because if you talk about the teams who need pass rushers, right, difference makers, they got money. You know, you know whether it's the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Eagles have decent money. I would think they're in the conversation for a pass rusher, okay. And then when you hit some of the teams in the AFC, I mean, you just, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills need a difference-making pass rusher. That's what they need. They got so much money. I would think they're going to be willing to pay one of those guys big time to come in there. The Houston Texans, I mean, they, 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 they JJ Watt's not getting younger. They, they're a team that's missing difference makers on the front seven. They got a ton of money. The New York Jets there is a lot of teams when you talk about the need for pass the New York Giants are in the top five they need a pass rusher dearly so someone is going to pay big bucks for one of those guys and I'm with you I don't think Dante Fowler Jr. I would uh, tag him either all right Matt Judon Baltimore Ravens he's another guy just kind of right there in that list he's been a little more consistent maybe than the other two guys that we've just mentioned Um, if you're Baltimore do you tag Matt Judon
1: well, you know, the Ravens have that very quiet confidence that they're not going to allow themselves to get extended too far financially. Although, then they went out and pay, they paid Earl Thomas a bunch of money. It was a weird disconnect last year when they let a bunch of guys go, but gave all that money to Earl Thomas. Yeah, I don't get well, that one. They need, Yeah, they need to find a way to keep Matt Judon around. But again, in Aussie, we trust. In DaCosta, we trust. And it's almost like with the Steelers, one guy cycles off and another guy becomes their new Matt Judon. And, uh, so I don't think they will tag him. Um, and, uh, if he leaves, he leaves, you know, they let, uh, the CJ Mosley leave last year. Now Mosley ultimately didn't do much for the Jets because he was injured, but they just don't flinch in those situations. They trust that their coaching and their developmental processes and their draft pick strategies and their their lower cost free agents will save the day. And I think I I just have a feeling that's what they're going to do with
2: Judon. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised. I'm gonna say they tag him. I'm gonna go the tag route with Judon. I don't think they can afford to lose this guy. They got a few other free agents on the defense, Michael Pierce, some of those guys. I think they really don't have an edge presence. I'm not sure if I see a guy coming up in the ranks that I can say is of that caliber. I think it's too important to this football team. And to your point, the fact that they you know didn't get Mosley or Zedarius last year, I think they'll have a hard time letting a Judon out of the building. I think they tag him and get some sort of deal done. Now, let's go to the marquee guy of this discussion. We haven't even talked about him. Jadevian Clowney. Jadeveon Clowney... Uh, I, I, I think you agree with me here, uh, is, is the is the best edge guy on the market. I don't give a shit what his fucking sacks are or anything like that. As you know, as I know, when we watch games of Jadavion Clowney, he is one of the kings of fuck the play up. I mean, that's what he does. Now, there's injury concern. What would you do? How would you work out a contract with Jadavian Clowney? How much money do you think he is going to be able to
1: command on the open market, Mike? Here's the reality of what's going to happen with Jadavian Clowney because we see it every year. Owners get involved because they want to make a big splash in free agency. They want to attract attention from other sports in the market. They want to create the impression they're doing everything they can to win a Super Bowl, even if every owner realizes that if your standard for success is winning the Super Bowl, you're going to be pissed off all the time. What you want to do is win money or make money, and one of the ways to make money is act like you're trying to win a Super Bowl. And Clowney's got the name recognition, and I think somebody's going to fall in love with this guy when they watch his highlights, and they'll take the risk that he's going to be injured. Hey, anybody can be injured, and if it's Genevian Clowney, so be it. We have to spend the money. The money's here. We can go out and get this guy, and uh, if he's if he is dominant half the time, it's a good deal. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be you know more than Khalil Mack, but I think right. it's going to be more than Von Miller. I think he's going to be making twenty million plus per year. You do now maybe a two or three year deal, but I think I think somebody is going to pay the guy more than they should because when top players get to the market and Clowney's getting to the market because of the deal he struck with the Seahawks last year that they can't tag him. When top players get to the market, they get paid more than they should. Yeah, I, they they do. And I, you know,
2: he deserves to be that kind of player. He's in that kind of class as far as a player. Uh I'm with you. I don't know, you know, I get 18, 19 million dollars a year. I'm with you with a a. Long-term, I, I think this is how they're going to have to sell it with J.W. Klani with the injury history, with the bone-on-bone, the micro-fracture in his history and all of that. I think that you're going to have to have a type of deal where it's a five- or six-year deal, but the team can get out of it after the second or maybe third year. I think that's just how it's going to have to be orchestrated to protect the team. He just misses too many games, and the injuries that he has those type of injuries are career shorteners, and that's where he's still awesome. He's a hell of a player, but I would worry about what he might look like three years from now, especially out of all these guys who we talked about are really good players. Jadeveon Conley has the least regard for his body out of all of them. He throws himself around like a maniac, and that's why we love playing him. And again, to the point... You know, the teams that have this need, they have a boatload of money to spend. And I think that, yes, you're right. Somebody is going to pony up the money to get him in there to be a difference maker. All right. Let's hit the secondary a little bit. Cornerbacks. Interesting market. All right. I even want to hit on the safeties. Just a quick, quick, quick snippet there. But as we know, here's the, here's the the list. If you're watching on YouTube, Chris Harris Jr., Byron Jones, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Trey Waynes, Brian Poole, Bradley Roby, Eli Apple are the corners that are the marquee names. Then you got guys like Jimmy Smith. Wow, good player, but been hurt. Kendall Fuller, Mackenzie Alexander, Ronald Darby, Brashad Veland, Darkest Denard, and Tremont Williams. All right,
1: best available cornerback, you think, is? I'd say Chris Harris Jr., but yeah. you have to be committed to playing him in the slot where he's more comfortable. It's right. so weird because we interviewed him at the Super Bowl I think that's when you were doing Frank Gore or Jake Fromm or something like right, that. Right. He just doesn't he doesn't look like a football player. He doesn't have the, you know what I mean? He looks small, but he is an incredible cover corner. He works best out of the slot. He's looking for a system that's going to be conducive to him. And 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 I just I love a story uh, you know, a guy who was undrafted and who's just busted his ass and he's been at the top of his profession, and I'm rooting for him to go somewhere and be great. But, but t- that's the most attractive one to me.
2: Yeah, I, I, l- listen, he's going to have great need. And, you know, yes, to your point, yes, he's a nickel slot all the way, that kind of cover corner. He's amazing there. I would think there's a number of teams, you know, in the market for Chris Harris Jr. One, because of his age, you're not going to have to sign him to anything really long term. I think that's going to be the encouraging thing with him. Right Now, as far as the guy, like he's the most proven. Now, the guy that has the chance to be the biggest superstar and I think is at its best when he's healthy is Byron Jones. Byron Jones is the guy I look at that uh, I think somebody out there is going to spend big money. When healthy, Mike, and I go back and watch these free agents and watch them when they're healthy and do all that, Byron Jones is in the convo for one of the best corners in football. Now, he's had a few injury issues, and we know that. But man, he has all those tools. He's built like a Jalen Ramsey. He can run like a Jalen Ramsey. And that's where he's special. The question is who is that team that's going to pony up the money? To me, again, I look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts and go, they need a premier shutdown corner, they need somebody. You know, they just, oh, last year it was a big moment. Could they stop DeAndre Hopkins? No, they couldn't. You know, they they don't have a guy that can ever match up with the other team's best guy in key moments to stop an offense. So I would imagine that Byron Jones – he has a chance to, I think, be the highest paid corner in the history of the sport. I think he might one up Xavier Howard here in free agency and be that guy. The question is just where does he end up? My money would be Colts. That's in the conversation. The Giants, they certainly have a need for it. The You could say the Houston Texans are in that conversation. Um you know there there is a lot of teams that are needy at the position that have some money. The Detroit Lions. We don't know what happens with
1: Darius Slay. You know. Okay. Well, hang, he, hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. Right. We've got that graphic up. Yeah. How many of those guys, right? Yeah. Were were free agents who got those contracts from the teams that drafted them, and who got free agent deals? Tremaine Johnson, fourteen and a half million, got the free agent deal yep. after two years of the franchise tag with the Rams. Right. Uh, Bouye got his 13 and a half million with the Jaguars after being undrafted with the Texans. Gilmore got his 13 million after five years with the bills. Look, here's the thing. Yeah. And, and this applies generally guys who make it to the open market, make it to the open market for a reason. And if Byron Jones was capable of being the best cornerback in the NFL, the Cowboys wouldn't be letting him go. That's always my big caveat. Unless it's a dysfunctional team that just makes a bad decision like the Bills did letting Stephon Gilmore go, and that was pre-Brandon Bean and pre-Sean McDermott, I, great players don't get to the market. Guys who are destined to be superstars uh, aren't available. So that's my big caveat, especially, before, you know, and and we're tempted to start hur- hurling I get you. Uh, superlatives at these guys. They're going to be available for a reason, Chris. Um, that's my that's my big red flag with a guy like Byron Jones. Mike, I, I I hear you. I mean, you're spot on. I just don't know if that holds
2: true with this conversation. You know, the Cowboys they can only pay so many guys a hundred million dollars. So, you know, that, that they've they've spent a lot of money, and of course, we know they have more money to spend here with Dak
1: Prescott but and if Amari he was Cooper. That good. If he was that good, he gets one of those contracts, and they let someone else go. It can't just be well up. You came up at the wrong time. They're well, going to plan for it, and they're going to get it done, and they're going to take it away from somebody else and not give it to Byron Jones. Well, I mean, that that's... I, I, okay, I don't buy they, the they, idea. Well, they have Dak
2: Prescott and Amari Cooper. They, yeah, you're right. They valued them more, yeah. ha, more highly. You know, and then, yeah, I think they think they think okay, well, we have Tridobie Uze. He's a good corner. They got a few other guys there that I think they just look at and go all right, yeah, we're going to miss off, but they just can't do it. They, You know, the one thing we could say about the Jones family, they've been Fucking killing the draft, and that's an issue. So I hear you there. I think that logic is very real. I don't know if it necessarily pertains to this guy in this case, but I, I hear you. Their yeah. you, team should if be that more great, aware. You don't of let it. him go. They shouldn't have paid Ezekiel Elliott, and they should have paid him. Yeah, yeah. All right, here I want to hit on the safeties real quick because I just think it's an interesting conversation just to talk about a little bit. You know, Jimmy Ward. We've talked about him and the 49ers, Him being out there. You know, Justin Simmons, the Broncos, we're fully expecting him to be – wait, did he get tagged by the Broncos already, or are we just hearing that they are going to tag him? I don't
1: think anybody has been officially tagged yet. You're right. Unless I'm misremembering. Right. We've just gotten reports of teams intending to.
2: Yep. Okay. You got Anthony Harris of your Minnesota Vikings, who had a phenomenal year. Devin McCourty. I mean, damn, he's borderline Hall of Fame free safety. He's going to be out there. You know, Carl Joseph. Rodney McLeod, um, Malcolm Jenkins says he's not playing unless he gets a new deal. You have to almost throw him into the mix here. But anybody there that jumps off to you? First off, you know, I know Anthony Harris is at the top of the list there. I would not put Anthony Harris as much as I like him higher than Justin Simmons or Jimmy Ward in my rankings. That's no disrespect to Anthony Harris or anybody like you who did the rankings. I'm just telling you that would be do my thought. Okay, I didn't do them. I would... don't care. You can say whatever you want. I didn't do them. Okay. Fuck the person who did your rankings. What an idiot that I'll person i oh, I'll damn. tell Sorry, Shireen. Nope. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Uh, but I do think you it's... Know, Anthony Harris is an example of how the Vikings draft and develop young players. Yeah. He stepped into a starting role when Andrew Sandejo got hurt a couple of years ago, and he's been great. I think the Vikings are just going to let him walk. I think they are. They have they have to have faith that their guys almost like what the Seahawks had to do. The guys we haven't heard of are going to step up and play. And some of these guys, it's not and it's not a, a slight on Anthony Harris. It's just can't can't afford to tag him, can't afford to pay him. Got to let him go, yeah. And I feel like that's that's why he's going to be available. And and I don't know how good he's going to be on a different on a different team with a different system. Sure, I think he for him he should try to find a system that is close to the one that he's been in, yeah, as possible. Well,
2: yeah, I you know I I don't disagree there. That's you know maybe that's where the Raiders come into play or somebody like that, um, you know, with with a similar system to Zimmer. But I'm with you. I don't think he stays there. I do think that the Broncos will ultimately decide to tag just Justin Simmons. And the one I'm most intrigued by is Jimmy Ward, as we've talked about a lot. Jimmy Ward, to me, is kind of that guy that everybody's looking for in football right now. He his His skill set is very Honey Badger-ish. He's similar to that guy. If you needed him to play corner, he could. He could play nickel. He could play strong safety. He could play free safety. He really is a big-time player, and that's where I think the 49ers, with their cap situation, some of the players they got available in free agency, man, that's going to be a tough decision to see what happens there because I think somebody will break, break the bank for a Jimmy Ward and maybe make him you know, the highest-paid safety in football or somewhere close to it. Um, all right. Let's hit, let's hit two, two positions real quick. I want to hit wide receivers for sure. Maybe we get to running backs, all right? But wide receivers, all right? First question I got for you, Amari Cooper, right? We know he's going to be a free agent. It looks like it. I mean, maybe he gets franchise tag if some deal gets done with Dak
1: Prescott. How much money do you think Amari Cooper gets on the open market? Put up the graphic with the full salaries and let's see. Or the the, the top ten receiver salaries yeah. and let's let's put it in comparison to who's up there. Right. Julio Jones at twenty two. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh I think that Cooper now again the 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 cap keeps going up. If the new CBA gets passed, there's going to be more. That's the one thing we have to take into account here. New CBA means more money is going to be available for these guys, both this year and beyond. The cap's going to keep going up and up and up. I could see Amari Cooper, if he hits the open market, getting at least twenty million, and possibly just squeezing out because we know how the agents are. They want to get a little bit more than the last guy who got the most. Twenty-two 22-2, 22 twenty-two five, whatever it may be. And and when you now the 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 one thing that pushes against that. All of the rookie receivers. Maybe you're not going to have a land rush for Amari Cooper. Right. But we've seen how he runs routes. When we do got him during the season on PFT Live, every week there's an Amari Cooper route. He's awesome. Uh, I don't think he's ever been fully utilized, even by the Cowboys. And uh, I could see somebody making him the highest paid receiver just because of the circumstance. A great receiver, hitting the market, unfettered, at a time when the cap keeps going up and up. It won't surprise me if he's 22-5.
2: Gosh, I, I would be surprised if it went that high. I would. I, I can't lie. I-, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be north of 18 you know, again, this is to me where I think the NFL owners and stuff got to put things, like, into perspective. We can't always let the new guy always get more. Like, Amari
1: Cooper doesn't deserve to be paid like Michael Good Thomas. Good luck convincing the one owner that says, I, I know. want this guy, I know.
2: go get him. I know, you're right. I just, okay. you know, the owners, they collude about everything. And that, that's stuff they don't want to collude, be collude, colluding about. And I think it would actually help players. But, you know, either way, uh, yes, he is going to get north of $18 million, in my opinion, as well. And I think ultimately – even if he hits the free agent market, I think Dallas is going to find a way to keep him because I think he wants to be in Dallas too. You know, I think he's found a little niche where he feels comfortably, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything there in Dallas. So that'll be something to keep our eyes on. Now, AJ Green is the other huge talking point of the wide receiver discussion, right? You know, we are going to tag him by all accounts, I would think. I, you know, again, I'll lead this off. The question being, should the Bengals keep him or trade him? I would trade A.J. Green. As you just talked about, there's a ton of wide receivers in the draft. You know, you're going to get Joe Burrow. I would start trying to build something for the future around Joe Burrow as long as he's okay with that. You know, I mean, if Joe Burrow is so adamant that, oh, my gosh, you got to have A.J. Green, then that would, you know, I I don't know, that would maybe – throw a curve on curveball to things. But uh, I personally would try to look to trade an A.J. Green at this point of his career and
1: start a new era in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's played in seven games the last two seasons. He hasn't had more than 1,100 receiving yards since 2015. Tag and trade, tag and trade. Even if you have to carry him into the season and and trade him during the regular season when there's someone who's desperate for help and maybe willing to give you more than they'll give you now. But, but that you got to ask yourself, if we tag and trade before the draft, we get help this year. If we tag and trade during the season, we get our help next year. Um, I think they should tag and trade. I do too. uh, And and if they can't trade him, then just keep him for one more year and let him walk away. But I'm very nervous about the fact he didn't play last year. I'm very nervous about the fact that we've only seen him in, in nine games, excuse me, the last two seasons uh and uh yeah i you know he's going to be 31 or 32 let's check his birthday yeah, I think he 32. turns 32 right on july 31 i I'm, I'm nervous about the recent history of aj green
2: yeah i hear you and that makes me wonder what the trade market will be like because i think teams are going to question that but i'm with you as well i would be tagging and trading him all the way and try to do it before the draft i would do acquire assets go from there i think ultimately you know teams are going to, there's going to be a market for AJ Green to where if you do decide you want to trade him, I think you can get two or three teams involved in the conversation to help drive up the price and they could probably get close to what they really want for him. So that'll be interesting. All right. Now, when you talk about the rest of the wide receiver in court, like the best of the rest, who's the guy that jumps out to you? Rashad Perryman, Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, Nelson Aguilar, Devin Funches. Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets, Demarcus Robinson. Who's the next guy that kind of makes Mike Florio perk
1: up when you hear his name? Remember when I said these guys are available for a reason? Yeah. Um, Look, I would say Emmanuel Sanders just because of his leadership. I mean, he's older now. Uh, They gave up a three and a four to get him during the season in San Francisco. I'll be stunned if he hits the open market, but he recently said there's been no talks. I-, I like the fact that he's versatile. I like the fact that he's a good leader, that he's a seasoned veteran, and he seems to be not losing the foot race with father time at all. So that's one that stands out for me. Um, beyond that, look, Brashad Perryman kind of got it together in Tampa last year. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this guy to live up to his yeah. first-round potential. And And speed is always... A benefit, But but Sanders is the one that sticks out for me.
2: Yeah, Sanders, I think, you know, is going to find a spot. He's going to, you know, you want to find, he's going to try to, the team that's going to want him is going to want to be a team that's like in the win mode right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up in New England when all said and done. Uh, I know they liked him when I was working there. They've always had a, a thing for Emmanuel Sanders. And I think he would fit that. Uh, not necessarily a guy you want to commit a lot of years to because you mentioned the age thing is real. Two guys that jump out to me. Robbie Anderson, who, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of him off the field with a few issues he's had, which bother me, okay, but there's no denying the guy can fly. He can take the top off of a defense, as we talk about a lot. He is that type of guy. There's going to be a market for him. Another one on the list that jumps out to me is Demarcus Robinson. I don't th- I think Demarcus Robinson can be a NFL team's really good number two wide receiver you know he's tall he can run he adjusted the ball well he's got a lot of things to like got overshadowed in Kansas City's offense because they have a lot of different weapons and they just can't get him the ball as much but I think if he went somewhere and became a number he'd be a good number two and he could put stats up to easily justify that that would be guy that I would look at
1: Chris under the radar good value I've talked to Patrick Mahomes about DeMarcus Robinson because they had a great connection in week two against the Raiders. They have incredible chemistry. Yes. And – it could be, you know, we, we talk about Sammy Watkins possibly being gone in Kansas City and me, Cole Hardman being bumped up. I think maybe DeMarcus Robinson is the guy who gets bumped up. I think that, and that Hardman could very becomes be real. number three. Yes. If they would move on from Sammy Watkins. Yeah, which I think
2: ultimately we all expect them to move on from Sammy Watkins. He's not worth $16 million a year for the production he's putting out, but you're right. I think they move on from him, and I wouldn't be surprised if they threw some cash to DeMarcus Robinson, make him happy. And then, yeah, you got a few more years to let McCole Hardman develop and not have to necessarily. They put the pressure on him right now to be the number two wide receiver. That's
1: what would make sense to me.
2: All right. Hey, he disappeared in the Super Bowl. Hardman disappeared in the Super Bowl. And that would
1: be a concern for me going into 2020.
2: Yeah, I I hear that all the way. All
1: right. Uh, Derrick Henry, what kind of money you think he should get? What are are you thinking here? Let's put the graphic up with the top 10 running back salaries. Right now, Ezekiel Elliott at 15. Look, I... Derrick Henry is today's Jim Brown. He needs three or four steps to get the full speed. Uh, he's got less wear and tear than some of these other guys because they didn't use him as much the first couple years of his career. Um, I think they're going to franchise tag him. Yeah. And, he, you know, maybe he ends up playing out the season under the franchise tag, which which actually has been dropping than what it was. You know, it was 12.13 years ago. I think it's lower now because it's based on a five-year rolling average of, of uh, running back salaries and cap percentages. I think that if they signed a long-term deal, I, I think that oh man, fifteen million is a lot because we, look, look at those top deals. Yeah, uh, all of them. I mean, Saquon Barkley seven point eight million. Sa- seven, Saquon's is based on being the second overall pick in the draft. Right. Every other and 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 Fournette at six eight. Every other guy other than Lamar Miller. Has not delivered. Right. Jarek McKinnon hasn't played a down. Right. Devontae Freeman has become a disappointment for the Falcons. Yep. David Johnson, that was a mistake. Le'Veon Bell, mistake uh, for what they've paid and what they and they don't use him the way they should. Todd Gurley's knee uh, is jacked up and he's not worth fourteen point four million. And Zeke was a disappointment last year. Yeah. Now, all those factors conspire against Derrick Henry getting huge value. And if you're explaining it to his agents, it's very simple. We want to get the most out of this guy, and we've decided the best way to get the most out of him is to have him playing on a year-to-year basis. Yeah, I, I you know,
2: I don't see like him signing for any type of deal that's like earth-shattering or like, or really, if he one-ups Ezekiel Elliott, it'll be by like a few hundred grand, right? I don't see it being like some crazy number. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if he signed for less than what Ezekiel Elliott has. Really, I mean, I think you can make that argument to what you're saying. Very disappointing performances out of all those guys in the top five. None of them really can justify what they're being paid right now. Gurley looked like he was on his way to doing that, but then, of course, the knee issues arose, and... Uh, It's scary. Now, you made the point. let's
1: go back to last year. Let's go back to last year with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. He hits the open market after sitting out a whole year. He's still regarded as an elite running back when he hits the open market. And the Jets were bidding against themselves. Yes. The Jets paid more than they had to. The 49ers, as we've heard, was the next cut below like several million per year less. The Ravens, they were trying to suggest, were in the mix. They were never in the mix. That was just phony to get the Jets to pay what they did. I don't know that the demand. If the Titans don't tag him, I don't know that there's going to be a land rush for Derrick Henry.
2: No, I, I I think that's fair. You're right. I you know again, I think that you're going to have to correct yourself a little bit here. I would think there might be some teams out there that pay him, but you're. Right. I don't think that on the open market he's going to go and people are going to go. Oh my gosh, we'll give him 16 million right now. Sign deal. Bam, boom, like right out the. Be-. No, I, I'm with you. I don't. I think teams are going to continue to be smarter about this. I know they are. I've talked to too many people. Where it's just scary, and even going into last year with the Le'Veon Bell conversations and coaches I talked to there, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that honestly we could see top tier running backs get paid less here the next few years than what we've seen the last two or three years. Now, the best of the rest.
1: isn't it sad that that isn't it sad that Derrick Henry is going to pay for the sins of others? Yeah, I it mean, is. not not that they committed any sins, yeah. but just bad decisions made, overvalue, too much money, guys not living up to it. He may live, he may have two thousand yards next year. Yeah. And uh, and not get paid accordingly. It's it, and you know what? Maybe the way to do it is heavy on incentives. Maybe that's the way to work out a deal with Derrick Henry that if he does get two thousand yards, he unlocks a hell of a lot more money. And maybe that's the way to pay running backs on the open that, market. That, that's pay the way them it, a lot based on wh- how they produce.
2: I wish the NFL would just come up with some formula with the NFL running backs to compensate them anyways, regardless. Right? Well, like maybe maybe you know only their their salary only counts against eighty percent of the salary cap or something like that. I mean, it's fucking physical abuse what they go through at times with some of these teams, and it's not fair to them, uh, and it's not, and their careers are over in a blinking of eyes. So yeah, it's a little troubling all the way. With it. I'm with you there with Derrick Henry. Now the best of the rest, all right? The best of the rest. You know, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde are involved. One guy we're missing on this list that I think deserves to be on here. No disrespect to Shereen, Lamar Miller. I would say Lamar Miller would be above Carlos Hyde for me. He'd be more in the Kenyon Drake territory. He got hurt last year. I get that. Um, But I think he is a guy that will have some play. Who sticks out to
1: you there more than anybody? I think Kenyon Drake just because he was so spectacular Mm -hmm. when they got him to Arizona and they started using him. And, you know, Arizona, to their credit, they didn't keep him under wraps. They showcased the guy who they want. By all appearances, to be their starter, they just don't know that they can sign him because he did so well last year that he may have priced his way out of Arizona because they're stuck with the David Johnson contract. And uh, you know, ideally, they if they could find a way to trade David Johnson to Tampa Bay, they're going to have to eat some of the salary to make that happen. But uh, uh, I, you know, it's a shame that that they are they have their hands tied with David Johnson because I think Kenyon Drake fits well with that offense, unlike David Johnson. And Drake is the one that 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 I I'm impressed by. If you use him the right way, the Dolphins never used him the right way. The Cardinals did, and we saw the production. Yep, saw the production,
2: and I think his value on the open market is going to be real because, you know, a point we've both talked about here a few times is. He didn't get the ball that much in Miami. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's, you know, as close as you're going to get to a spring chicken, you know, as far as year five in his career as a running back, uh, Drake would would be that guy. And you're right. He's awesome in the run game and the pass game alike. And I would think there's some play for him there all the way. All right. We're going to wrap up. We didn't get to offensive linemen. I do think there's some interesting conversations there, but we'll do that another time. Uh, and, you know, we'll hit more free agency as we go here. I mean, we're gonna have breaking news. I think we're gonna do a little live show next week while it goes on and 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 react right away in real time. But it was always fun, Mike, PFT, PM, Chris Sims Unbutton, joint collaboration. Like I said to start the show, Wednesday podcast for Chris Sims Unbutton, Paul Burmeister. We're gonna break down some football stuff, Cole Komet. And Jalen Hurts. Thursday, I got my normal podcast with Big Fucker. I think Ahmad Farid's gonna be there, and we'll break up. We'll break down everything going on in the NFL. Anything you want to plug here before we go? now
1: pftpm whenever i get the motivation to do it it's uh, off season so i have a far looser schedule than you do i spend my time copy paste and snarky comments. well you're doing
2: very well in that department thank you very much for supplying us with so much news with your i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go wrote it some stuff right now hey wrote it good okay don't
2: be st- 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 stupid wrote it good okay all right everybody peace right. out we're done see ya
1: later